0: Last week, I attended Podcast Movement 2019 in Orlando, Florida, and I met some really incredible people just bursting with this infectious drive. This week, I'm featuring four beautifully unique creators that I had the pleasure of meeting at the conference and who were also kind enough to sit with me and talk story. Let's do it. I've spent the last 10 years honing my skills as a designer and building on my experience to grow my career. Looking back at my journey, it got me thinking, what does it take to be a creative professional? How do you build an effective creative business or grow a successful career? I'm on an infinite quest to learn and apply something new every day. So join me as we dive into the stories and strategies of the most talented creators working today. My name is Anthony Spano, and this is Stay Creating. All right, I am sitting with Aaron P. Woods, the founder and CEO of Podpal, and Keith Marcel, the founder and CXO of Podpal. What's going on, guys? What's going on, man? How's it going? It's great to be here. Pretty good, man. So, last day of podcast movement. uh, This has been a pretty amazing ride so far.
1: It has. It's been a really great event. You know, we're meeting more and more DIY podcasters each day at the, at, at the event and at the uh, socials and stuff. And, yeah. you know, just hearing people's story about how they got started and what they're passionate about speaking about has been really, really cool. It's honestly been
0: really eye-opening to see how many different people are podcasting now, starting shows uh, about some some really important things. And you guys are kind of coming in at a great time with something that people are really looking for right now. So uh, tell us a little bit about PodPal.
1: Yeah, so uh, Pop pal was inspired, uh, first and foremost, actually, my wife was getting started to uh, start her podcast. It's called the Inkfully Podcast, and she thought about starting one for... I mean, several months, almost a year, like a lot yeah. of people, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to start a podcast, but it's, there's so much about just kind of getting into it. Um, I think a lot of people are intimidated with all the tools and uh, the process of managing the whole thing. It's just not easy, right, to
0: set up. I mean, I think some of these newer companies are making it easier, right? Mm-hmm. The yeah. level of entry is, is lower, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think over time, some of those people will be successful. Some of them will right. drop off, mm-hmm. right? but the people who
1: want to take it to the next level will stay on. Right, yeah. But the thing is that so many people do want to take it to that next level, and what we found through some research, and after looking at my wife's difficulty and kind of getting inspired for uh, the creation of pod pal was that the average podcaster actually drops off around episode six. Oh, really yeah you know because it requires so much more than just as you know than just sitting behind
2: this microphone and recording yeah so um, many tools that you're using you're all over the place you know and and also a financial barrier as well you know how many subscriptions do i need how many uh various places do i need to log in yeah. that are hitting my account and am i using them properly as well so right. what were the, the experiences like it's very true. Exactly. I mean, even myself, I, I'm doing this on my own, you know, so mm-hmm. I try to do
0: everything uh, by myself. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to book guests. I'm trying to, uh, you know, write a little bit of a, a narrative for the episode. Correct. Or recording it or editing it. I'm, I'm recording right. it, <laughs> editing it. Right. Uh, and then, you know, we, we have the social aspect and then, you know, from everything I've learned throughout the week Mm -hmm. there's so much more that i need to be doing right right uh, but and that all adds you know adds to the whole thing right
1: and most people are doing it they're not a full-time podcaster yet right so they've already got a full-time job you add on 10 to 15 hours a week of managing this it's like that's a lot right so like um my wife was in that same boat and you know we sat down with a podcast coach who did help navigate the process some um, you know, but my background and as we'll get into, you know, as an engineering and, um, and you know, as a structural engineer, having done building design, I've worked in manufacturing, I used to work for Boeing and, you know, have done, uh, leaned out several processes. So when I sit down with the podcast coach and she's walking me through like, Hey, go to this spreadsheet, then this Google drive, you know, yeah. change it to this format. I'm just like, what in the hell is going on here? And so, you know got really curious about whether or not there was software out there that automated some of this for you. Mm-hmm. And we just, I just didn't see any um, clear leader in this category of like podcast management, like workflow management, streamlining, yeah, it's planning. Very, very fragmented, right? There's Correct. a little bit
0: of this, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And I do my scheduling here and I do, you know, my planning over here. Exactly. Uh,
2: nothing really all in one. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of tools out there that, do project management and do it well, but people are Frankensteining that as well for podcasting. Right. And, um, you know, it's still kind of an impediment to move forward and get your episode out because you're having to even tweak that or create. Yeah. yeah, Basically
1: create that system for yourself. And then we have these, like basically everybody's hacking Trello or, you know, Asana or one of these things. And like, I think I got it, but that's extra work on your part to do that. Totally. Totally. And I've been looking to uh, include Trello in my workflow and, um, Hopefully, I won't have to do that anymore. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. Over the last year, we've spent hours interviewing podcasters like yourself. Actually, you know, both of us come from, you know, design center, user centered design like backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And so we understand how important it is for the user experience to be, you know, very tailored yeah. to that avatar. Yeah. And so we started out with a bunch of assumptions and then went out to the market and just validated assumptions for six to eight months. Wow. And so we sat down and said, like, what would be a ten star experience for you? What tools are you using? What kind of functionality do you have today that um, that is great? And what kind of stuff would you like to have that's not there? Yeah. And so what we have developed at this point with PodPal is uh, an experience that essentially has been created by podcasters for podcasters. Right.
0: That's amazing to really get that, that insight from podcasters, like the users that are going yes. to be using this thing. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. Not just project management, which um, is fine, but it's not specific to uh, the podcaster. Correct. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. there's a lot of tools out there that just, yeah. um, you know, they're just not made for creators. We're, we're a little different, you know, yeah. and we need, we need tools that are flexible for our differences mm-hmm. um, and tools that speak to um, our needs. So having something that is built by podcasters, I feel like that's what's going to lead us to the success that we're, we're aiming after. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and when we say success, we just mean more content out there, more organized content, more podcasters. That's success to PodPAL. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And less people giving
1: up. You know, yeah, like, yeah. that's part of our success metric is the, the decrease in the rate of failed podcasters. Right, right. <laughs> you know, like, there's no reason why someone who has a, an amazing message, you know, an amazing story to tell, but they just can't figure out the logistics of getting it all together, that shouldn't be a reason why that guy has to quit. Or that gal has to quit, it, like, and a, we want to eliminate that as a as a as a reason for giving up. Yeah, yeah, it's a great
0: point because, like like we said earlier, I mean, a lot of those people will drop off, and you said at the at mm-hmm. the episode six mark, mm-hmm. which
1: is fairly early. I yeah. mean, that's very early, right? You know? Um, it's a lot of, a lot of nice microphones probably out there for sale on Craigslist. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and, uh, people tend to put a lot of money into it up front. right? And then and I go, we yeah. might scoop up that. That might be like a secondary, like funding strategy for <laughs> us. <just laughs> reselling mics. <laughs> um, what's great too, is that you're speaking directly to podcasts,
0: right? So your mm-hmm. audience is very, very specific, mm-hmm. which is excellent for you guys. You know, I think that makes it a little bit easier on the, maybe the marketing end, right? Of course. Oh, yeah. Even for if you sure. wanted to start a podcast about that, you could speak directly to those people. That's right. awesome. So let's get into your backgrounds a little bit because both sure. of you guys have really, really interesting backgrounds. Right. Um, so, Aaron, you were saying yeah. that uh, you
1: worked for Boeing uh, for a little while, yeah. but on the tech side. Yes, on the tech side. So, so uh, yeah, So yeah, you know, I got into c- technology in a really unconventional path. Um, you know, basically my background was in instructional and de- in engineering and design, as I said, so I was working for a major um structural design company out in Seattle called MKA that uh, my first project was actually Amazon's headquarters and so um, same they're the same company that built the World Trade Center towers back in the day Um, and so I got some really cool experience working with like uh, what we call star architects. So you know they're kind of the best architects in the business. Were our clients. Cool. And so as a result of that, I've always been around really cool design, and I've had a really a passion for uh, the creative side, the art side of engineering, not just the nuts and bolts side as well. Right. So like you know, jumping into uh, engineering was cool, but I've always had like this creative side that I didn't get to flex those muscles as much as yeah. an engineer being you know at a desk with a calculator yeah, yeah. so um, I've always tried to just like a lot of podcasters express <clears throat> that creative interest through other Means, yeah, and exactly.
0: So, you have yeah. to break out of that monotonous. Sometimes you're in that box, right? And mm-hmm. super focused, and that's great, and you're right. great at it, but yeah. you need that outlet, you know, yeah. outside of it,
1: exactly. And that's why I think we understand creative so much. Because, like, what that for me, what that birth was uh, a marketing agency that I created called Looking for Marketing, and I took on my first client was actually a podcast uh a guy who was starting a podcast and wanted a really custom um website oh, wow. uh, for podcasting and um so i helped him with some of his design and and, and outlining his uh, uh his audience and all that um, but when it came down to like getting the front end development done i was like who can i partner with and it was no other than my cousin keith here <laughs> <laughs> so he also had a marketing agency and we've always shared that even as kids like um, we would go visit each other. You know, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. His, his him, and his family lived in Tampa, yeah. and we'd take Greyhound buses all the time as kids to go see each other. At, at like 13 years old, we would jump yeah. on the Greyhound That's and go amazing. see each other for a week in the summer. That's really cool. And when we got together, the type of stuff we would do would be we would draw, we sketch. She'd sketch cartoons. We, our family has this very creative like uh, spirit in the Woods family. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we'd do that kind of stuff. I don't yeah. know if you remember that. Absolutely, no, I do. We'd <laughs> <laughs> be drawing Garfield and
2: uh, comics and. Stuff he's like yeah life. i yeah. have some of those saved <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be like, i do i got all my sketchbooks and playing some n64 those are oh, yeah. yeah, good times yeah. Oh, yeah. but i mean aaron and i's relationship i have 42 cousins um 42 my, all together on yeah. once on that one side on of the one team. side yeah. yeah just on my uh our, our dad's side because they're one of nine okay. and everyone had children and yeah, deep yeah. families i mean you're one of i'm one of seven one one of seven. seven i remember you telling me yeah. that. Yeah, yeah and i'm one of five so we it's really interesting in our family everybody's still very close we all grew up together yeah. um, but Aaron and I's relationship was special because it was really business related mm-hmm. business oriented rather I said so yeah. it'd be like uh, Aaron have his polo shirt on when he was like 9, 10 years old yeah, and stuff yeah. it's like what are you doing what are you doing Right. and you know We're our started. dads are very poised as well <laughs> our yeah. father's um, you know very business oriented and set a really good example for us as far as like you know what it takes to get what you want, and yeah. how to take care of your family. Right. So I feel like we uh, kind of adopted that too at an mm-hmm. early age, and yeah. so we were reflected on each other, right. um, as friends and as family. Yeah, that, that's so when, really amazing. So when this opportunity came up to like you know got
1: inspired with this, and again thinking about well who would I want to work with. It wasn't just like, oh, Keith's my cousin and we do stuff together. It's like, he's the best designer I know. Yeah. You know, and I always want to work with the best person I could partner with. It just so happened to be my cousin. Yeah. And so, like, it, it worked out, and I think we've, we make a really dynamic team. Um, you know, PodPal, <laughs> you know, we named it that way, you know, Podcaster's Best Friend. Yeah. Because we're just friendly people, and we want to engage podcasters and make sure that they understand that they've got a companion that's going to help them get to the next level.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that's it,
1: what we're all about. That's awesome. I love that connection to it. Um, yeah.
0: I think a lot of it sometimes gets lost because they go, do I need another software or do I need another thing, you know, but this actually uh, helps that. Right. Take the clutter away and really kind of focus in on it. You got right. it. Um, so um, Keith, you have a background in UX design or design in general.
2: Yeah. Design. Uh, maybe I'm a generalist. I, um, I've been <laughs> Doing front-end development and design since I was probably about 16, 15, 16 years old, mm-hmm. um, where I learned HTML and CSS using Notepad wow. on uh, on Windows. Did you go to school for it? Did you learn it in school? Or I, it- learned, uh, I learned I f- learned uh, coding. Um, in school, okay. um, but design was always kind of a, a side thing. My mother was a computer engineer, and she worked for Tech Data and Cisco, and so they would mm-hmm. give her free stuff all the time. Right, and she brought home Photoshop five, yeah, in uh, a big box with like five CDs to install it. Yeah, and I put it on my slow Windows computer and got you know started playing around with that, and it was hilarious and I it was that. awesome. But I was the only person I knew that knew how to use Photoshop. Right, right. And then she got a um, a CD burner like four times, so it was a uh, or, I'm sorry, one extra. So as long as the song took, that's how long it took to burn yeah. the song. <laughs> yeah. And it held like three songs. But I used to create the artwork, go print it out at my dad's job, uh, cut it out, and put it in a CD case, and go sell it at school. That's because incredible. I was the only person that could do that. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, hustling and design have, have gone hand in hand in my life since day one. Yeah. And I've used right. it as my tool to get everywhere I wanted to get. Yeah. Um, right. So... Every relationship I ever met, always, somebody always needed some kind of design. Mm-hmm. You're having a party, well, who's doing your flyer? Yeah. You know, you're, you're an artist, you're a model, who's doing your photos? And so you uh, would jump on those things? Always. Every so time came up. I picked up photography, I picked up design, uh, and then when I found out, you know, web development was paying so well, I got into that. So yeah. I, I built an agency around that and focused a lot on working with um, young, uh, or not young entrepreneurs. And when I say young, I just mean getting started for the first time. Sure, right. um, And people who had companies a 100 or less who just needed that help. Yeah. Right? So I went to New York after college and uh, worked at Time Inc. And I worked at Essence Magazine, InStyle, People Magazine. Mm-hmm. And I, I made a lot of relationships there. And I feel like my Quality elevated exponentially. Absolutely. Working around the fast-paced environment of trying to get designs out in a week, yep. um, mm-hmm. as well as nobody settling for anything less than the best. Yep. Right. So when I came back to Florida, I, I took that energy, and that's what I, I built my business model around was yep. working, bringing a New York level quality for affordable Florida prices. Basically. Right. right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've met uh, great people, and I've done some great work over the years mm-hmm. um, with that kind of model and mind state.
1: Yeah. yeah. I I was going to say I think that's what makes us a dynamic team because both of us have kind of like been around like I lived in Seattle for five and a half years I lived in Austin, Texas for two years uh, while I was doing grad school and like you do you get changed by like you know I always say that exposure is the gateway to greatness you know it's like um, and I even like to see that and from a creative pr- perspective, like, you know, I was also into photography back in high school, did black and white. And right. when you think about exposure, no paper, no, no picture can be developed unless it's yeah. been exposed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it's like it's just like us as people like and as creatives, the, the more exposure we get, the better de- developed we get. Dude, that's so, a, I
0: love that analogy. It's yeah. really, really cool. And it's very on point, man. Um, so. I, I relate very much to what you're saying as a generalist or even jumping on like things like that I mean I did the same thing you know uh, you guys are having a party who's doing the flyer right, I got it right. you know? so I would do that shit and then you go and to the party for free and then you <laughs> go to the party <laughs> yeah exactly yeah you in it? <laughs> and, and then I'm like who did this flyer you know and then you get the next one uh, but yeah like album artwork like you know I had a musician friend so I would, I yeah. would do all those things so yeah, I man. love that um, and it's just about showing up right always yes. constantly doing something and you yeah. get better and better yeah I'm, I'm curious about the, uh, the dispensation. Between something a city like New York or a city like Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, bigger cities where the the design is elevated, right, um, and then you kind of come into a smaller market, maybe in some of the areas of Florida where it's not up to that quality, right? Is that that's an opportunity that you see to really kind of bring in the bigger city, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, absolutely, quality, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, we're 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 gonna be we're headquartered in Atlanta, and that's a that's a mecca for entertainment for arts. I mean, all of pop culture. I mean, half of what we see that's being influenced is influenced by a lot of what comes out of Atlanta. Right. And um, but like you say, in other parts of of the world, you know, design is manifested or expressed a little differently. So I think for us it's all about staying relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what being a good creative is all about. Is understanding what's relevant what's not not just what's on trend and what's fad but like what's relevant how do people really see the world and how's art being expressed and so right. like pod Pal is going to take a completely different approach than these other um you know these other competitors and, and people in the podcasting space for software because we understand a certain degree of relevancy yeah. that i think that others have missed and then we're bringing something fresh to the market
2: Yeah, we're really inspired by brands like Apple, uh, MailChimp, uh, who I feel like have really tapped into society, Uh, and and really it's about just bringing good people onto the team rather than trying to stay in a vacuum and and, uh, feed the consumer what they think they need, right. yeah. let them tell it and let them be a part of it too. That's well, right. I love that you guys started it based on the research that you've done. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I mean, that's a huge help because mm-hmm. no one wants another software out there. Right. right. That's yeah. another thing.
1: But if, if you're solving that problem for people, they're right. all ears. That's you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. It really started with that podcaster pain point. Um, I mean, the very first thing was we put up all every assumption that we had because we do agile uh, product mm-hmm. uh, development for this project. Yeah. And it's like, you know, in agile, you start with all your assumptions. Then you go out and validate them. You know, yeah. it's like you don't build off of so many people build off of assumptions. And in fact, there's a quote I love that the longer you go without validating an assumption, the higher chance of that being baked into your actual product.
0: Yeah, it's very you know? true.
1: And so like, and what people end up doing is they release stuff that has a bunch of assumptions built in and then yeah. it fails. Yeah, it's like a shaky foundation that you're building this whole thing upon. Correct. Yeah. Um, you, know, going, you need that to be solid. Exactly. Even going back to the engineering example, whenever we do build and design, the very first thing that we do is get our boundary conditions. Yep. That's the First thing you do: yep. what is the soil type? What is the consistency? What is the porosity? All of that before you even put your foundation design together. Yeah, and that's what this is all about. I love that you've been able to take your engineering background and put it into
0: something like this. You know, mm-hmm. um, the product. You know, I was talking to uh, I was talking to somebody yesterday, uh, Chris Vasquez, who is uh, with the A Weber product that, that bagging is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Sounds like someone's, I think it's a cart. It's cart. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I was talking to, uh, Chris Vasquez from the, a Weber product and they do, uh, email marketing mm-hmm. and he had, uh, switched also to product, you know, from a creative director position. Mm-hmm. And, um, the product industry is really cool because it's you're solving problems for people, Correct. you know, and I, I love that more more than the craft of it, which I love, obviously. You know, right. I'm, I'm a creative. You guys are creatives, and we're, we're creating visuals that are beautiful, right? And that's part of it, you know. Mm. But ultimately. They're not going to use your app if it just looks nice. That's exactly know? right. It really yeah. Needs to branding solve that and
1: experience are two completely different things, yeah. and we understand that. You know, mm-hmm. like user-centered design, UI UX. That's why it's paired together. You know, you could have amazing UI and a, a horrible experience. Um, really getting in touch with our with our user and and bringing them along the journey, as Keith said. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're just researching them. We know them. We met right. them at Podcast Movement. We get on the phone with them. We talk with them that kind of thing that's
0: that's amazing because yeah i mean that's uh, a lot of the advice that people are giving here and some of the sessions and even just like listening to some of the keynotes and and just talking to people saying like li- talk to your listeners you know what mm-hmm. i mean if, if somebody's listening they have something to say ask them ask them like listen to what they're saying and mm-hmm. then ask them more questions see mm-hmm. what they give because those are early on listeners and they're mm-hmm. going to inform who your possible future listeners are mm-hmm. you right. know so do you guys do a podcast yourself
1: No, not yet. Not yet. (laughs) We're busy building software to help other people, but that's why we wanted to come on with you and like, you know, share our story, kind of like make sure that the podcast community does know us from a listening perspective, you know, it's it's important. And this is, this is just awesome. So thank thank you for giving us like sharing your space with us. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I'm starting a podcast called The Grios. You are? Uh, (laughs)
1: He just decided now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's been one that I had to put on hold because, like Aaron said, we've been building software. But that's when I come out with my own. I have a a partner named Jamil Bell. Uh, She's into women's empowerment uh, and does a lot of work in Tampa Bay area. Um, And the Griot is just all about um, sharing stories, sharing life, love and lessons from young parents. Cool. And how, you know, we're still babies ourselves yeah <laughs> so, I know you know we have a lot of short uh, stories to, sh- to share but I, I do want to get into the creation and Aaron and I will be doing a podcast as well yeah. excellent uh, and then Tanya has hers and she's a huge part of PodPal yeah. she's at the core of it um uh, Aaron's wife. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, we have a, we're surrounded by a lot of content, but I think what's most important is getting out and telling our story uh, yeah. with as many uh, collaborators as possible. Yeah. yeah. And I love that yeah, you're on the ground level with us here. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just can't wait to continue to collaborate with yeah, you. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, man. I love meeting you guys. Uh, we
0: met at the, the second party, I suppose, uh, and it was kind of – it randomly happened, but I love that it did. And, and yeah. I forgot who I met. Uh, actually, I think I met your brother. Okay. Yeah. And he was oh, like yeah. – this is actually a match made in heaven. Hold on. You have to meet my brother. You have to meet my <laughs> yeah. cousin. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, then we just started chatting. I, I loved your vibe. Uh, th- the vibes were very positive, you yeah. know, back and forth, and uh, it, it was really awesome. So, um, uh, give us a little bit of insight of, of where you want to take it. So, we're at the Podcast Movement Conference right now, mm-hmm. uh, 2019. It's mm-hmm. in Orlando. Uh, there's been chatter that next year it's going to be in Dallas, mm-hmm. 2020, um, and they're doing a smaller one in LA. LA, yeah. In February. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So uh, you guys just had some good meetings, yeah? What, what's the deal?
1: Been, yeah, we've been meeting with uh, Jared Easley, the president of Podcast Movement. He really likes where we're headed. With Popow believes in it, um, you know, is behind us. It was great to get that support from you know the biggest uh, podcast yeah. <laughs> you know conference out there right now. Um, and so we're talking about some sponsorships where we can kind of be a little bit more uh, front facing, forward facing yeah. in terms of our brand at the next event. We've been kind of like just uh, grassroots on the ground, talking with folks like yourself this time. Um, um, we didn't necessarily have our brand out uh, as a you know in front-facing presence like with with swag and stuff. Right. So we're we're talking to them about how we're gonna um, you know just get some brand awareness going on the next couple
2: conferences. Great. Yeah. So we'll be involved in uh, uh, the February event as well as uh, the uh, event next year in Dallas. So we'll definitely be part of the Podcast Movement family, mm-hmm. uh, and as a company too. I mean we we really want to be focused on. Um, being in the tech space and but also uh, owning the fact that you know we're a minority owned business um, and that uh, bringing light to to where that's at. I think what's the right. number 3%? Yeah, less than 3% of all, you know, venture funding is going to uh, black
1: and women or minority and and, and, and women-owned startups. Less than 3%. And less than 3%, and then when you look at African-American or black startups, you're talking about even less than that. And so, you know, we're, we're looking to change that. We've been um, pitching to Silicon Valley investors and VCs and they like where we're headed, um, and it's great. We got a lot of great support out that way, but it's an uphill battle, you know, yeah. we don't always have the the same, um, access, um, or, uh, you know, influence in these spaces. And so, you know, creating pioneering a way for the next group of guys who look like us to not have to struggle as much in that uh, regard is really important to us. Yeah,
0: definitely. I mean, I've been seeing you guys, you know, networking, doing your thing, like really strong, man. (laughs) I'm I'm like, yo, they are really killing it. Seriously. Like every time I looked at you, you're talking to somebody
2: else and that's amazing, you know? yeah yeah we had some great uh, beta signups you know we were really proud of our numbers um mm-hmm. and what's what's even more promising and beautiful about our time here is that each one of those signups uh, came off of a organic conversation yes. right we, we struggled back and forth this all leading up to this event so much about giving cold uh cards out you know that's and a out of conversation we just couldn't do it we right. tried and it was like <laughs> this didn't work I yeah know, so I each know. one even when we tried to limit the conversation to fifteen seconds it just there's just too many awesome people here and too many great stories and we realized very early our time here that we're going to have to spend our time with our customer because that's going to build our tribe and because of that you know we're going to be on a mailing list of 13,000 podcasters we're going to be sponsoring an amazing event in february we're going to be um you know having all types of partners with uh people like yourself yeah i mean that's why we're sitting here down down here right now with you
1: doing the podcast because we got out and talked with people and we yeah. met you and, I, and, and and this is exactly why like yeah. this is why so again just thank you for even confirming for us like a strategy because you know the next few events we'll have a presence but I don't think it's going to be like a booth at the exhibitor hall because sure. we want to get out and just kind of like I don't get think to you know need folks. it man I don't think you need it I think the people on the uh, the the expo hall are are great mm-hmm.
0: and they're selling maybe some physical products some some of um, some of them are softwares but for you guys on that ground floor to really be talking to people I think is will resonate more than anything mm-hmm. that's the most important part yeah um you guys have a real passion for this it's it's honestly really great to see uh, <laughs> from an outside yeah. perspective you know uh yeah. I I honestly love it so uh yeah. I'm, I'm really rooting for you guys I'll be with you guys on that ride so yeah we'll be keeping in touch uh but let people know where can we find you Uh, actually actually before we say that uh, i'd like to hear one piece of advice for someone wanting to start up maybe um maybe a product a Mm -hmm. digital product or even like uh, in the podcast world Mm -hmm. uh some advice on, on getting started
1: to me uh you know startup any anytime you're trying to start something most people want things to be perfect and they're and they're afraid of failure you know this is like our third or fourth probably each venture that we've tried to get going. I did a, a fitness boot camp. I, I played college football in, in the past. And while I was in Seattle, I did a boot camp, just got it started. And like in, 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 in 30 days, you know, I went from just having an idea to having 10 people who paid me 300 bucks each to train them for a whole summer. You know, But that idea, the only reason that got off the ground is because I started doing the stuff that um, I, I've read in startup books used to, that say, do the things that don't scale well the things that don't scale well are doing things like walking around and yep. handing out only 60 cars and having 60 conversations rather than 600 yeah right so like for that boot camp i remember i put signs in the ground all around a, a, a park yeah. uh, where i saw that a lot of people would would work out outside right and i didn't even have a nothing yet other yeah. just a sign that says sign boot camp fitness yeah, yeah. boot camp you know People called it, you know, yeah. and so proving that you have a market before you build something is really important. So getting out there and and just putting something out there is way more important than having it refined because you're going to learn along the way.
2: Yeah, and, and just to piggyback off of that, you know, knowing who you're you're going after, and I don't mean going on Google and typing in some information to get demographics back. I mean right. get out in the street, go talk to people. Um, even I'm an introvert, so all this is hard, but you know, it just it's worth it, and it makes you can lay back in your bed. You can uh, be, you know, pondering on your product and know with confidence right. that it's validated and right. that people want it. Right. You don't have to think about that anymore. So right. definitely get out there. Um, validate what you're doing. Speak to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, just, just get the first iteration out. <clears throat> yeah. Test yeah. it later. Get Last it thing I'll add yeah. to that,
1: too, is read because you can't change anything until you change your mind. Yeah. And, like, reading mm-hmm. helps you think differently. And I think that the tipping point for me, even with Popow and all those other ventures was I read a book. I started reading uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was the Mm -hmm. first one I read. And I know a lot of people do read that book and then they get into real estate. But it's more than just real estate. It's the mindset of let me do something. Let me go make money, not work for money. Let me go create an opportunity for myself. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, the lean startup, um, the $100 startup you know, books like that, the millionaire mind, all of those books have transformed the way I see the world. So also that's the it, subtle really, order.
2: Not giving a fuck is good. Yes, Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that one too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've been seeing that everywhere. I have to it's check good. that one out. Bright yeah. orange. Yeah. yeah, yeah. First break all the rules. I mean, when you start changing your mind, then you can start changing your future. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So where can we find you guys? So dot you can sign up for our beta right there. Um, when you do, you'll be entered for a chance to win a $500 gift card that's running through uh, September, October time frame. So I'm not sure when this will release. But if it's out there before, then definitely sign up. Um, uh, any, anything else in terms of experience? You can find um, Aaron and I on uh, LinkedIn as well. Yep. Um, Keith Marcel Woods and yep. Aaron P. Woods. Yep. And uh, you can follow us on social media channels at Pot Pal um, and also uh, at Aaron P. Woods and at I am Keith Marcel. Excellent. Yo, guys, seriously, thank you so much for sitting with me. This was awesome. Thank
2: you. you. I'm looking
0: forward to uh, where this goes, man. Likewise. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed this chat with the guys from PodPal. Uh, These guys are hungry. They are passionate. uh, They've created something really special that solves a real issue for podcasters right now. The beta for PodPal opens up in October, so go sign up now at podpal.com. I'm trying to bring you guys some stories of hardworking, hustling creatives. Uh, These are origin stories mixed with insight into how they took their talent and their skill and turned it into a career for themselves. I hope you're able to take something away from these stories, and I want to hear from you on what you'd like to hear more of. Uh, You can catch me on Instagram at staycreating. Please shoot me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear more of, things that you're struggling with, and and how I can help bring insight uh, with our guests on this show. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, make sure to subscribe. Oh, uh, if you like the show, please be sure to uh, rate rate the show and leave a review. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with a recap of the week here at Podcast Movement 2019.